eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, before we move on, I need to tell you guys about our wonderful partner here at Love the Star. It is Boomer Jacks. We've been talking to you guys about Boomer Jacks for several months now, and we're so excited when you guys tag us on social media. We tag me, we tag Brian, and you're like, hey, look, I'm out here at Boomer Jacks. I'm enjoying these wings on Tuesday, these bone-in wings, these half-price bone-in wings. Wednesdays, I'm enjoying these half-price boneless wings, or every other day of the week, the drink specials that you're enjoying. Boomer Jacks really is the perfect spot for whatever you're looking for. Like I mentioned, Tuesdays are half-price bone-in wings. Wednesdays are half-price boneless wings. And they've got great drink specials all the other days of the week, too. Drink specials starting at $3, $15 buckets of beer. It is just a wonderful atmosphere to go watch the game with your buddies, you know, have happy hour with the coworkers, just have a nice dinner with your family. There are 17 DFW locations, so you can find yours by going to boomerjacks.com. That's boomerjacks.com. All right, Brian, uh, you and I are both big fans of the draft. Uh, by the way, got some some two-lane offense in, Brian. We're going to be How about that. Yeah. Running back sharp. Uh, yeah. get, just got the Georgia offense in. So uh, we're, we're loaded and ready to go. You are How deep are you in on players at this point? Probably about 140, 100, Look at uh, 145. That. Yeah. All right. I, yeah. So I'm like, uh, I'm like 100 behind you, Brian. But I, <laughs> I run through these. I run through, I, I can knock out four in a night. I'll get caught up like that. We're going to go fast here, Brian. I can, I can do even more than that. But um, as we look at this draft now, you and I are going to talk a lot about this. I'm going to be an indie uh, at the end of the month or beginning of next month and uh, be able to, to conduct a few meetings, hopefully get some good insight there. I'll start. You know, talking to contacts here, get thoughts about what everybody thinks about these guys. But as we open up in the draft, the Cowboys are picking 26th. If I – let's just kind of look at this broadly a little bit. We're just going to talk generally about the NFL draft for this segment and and what's loaded up here. When you look at this draft, where is it – where is it deepest, do you think? You're going to make me look – you can make me pull up my board for what I've got so far right now. <laughs> Uh, After you turn off your watch, I'll make you. Pull I up. did. I just, I just hit the button. <laughs> I just hit the button on that watch. Uh, from as you I look was, that up, as you look that up, I will say, I think there's a lot of really good edge players in this yeah. draft. No, I like I said, I am trying to get my computer to pop up. I, Ta- I actually, if, if, you, I, if you talk depth, a lot of edge. If you talk maybe 
a little top heavier, still decent depth. But I think at the top, there's a lot of really good corners. And yeah, the- yeah. I, I, like I said, I, I put together my, my board last night and I didn't pull it up. Uh, now it's like when your computer needs to fire up and it doesn't fire up. Yeah. All right, here we go. Uh, I, right now I have 20 players with first round grades. And um, so player 21 on back would be considered second round players. I kind of feel like though, if you look at the quality of the players at there's really, there's good names at wide receiver. Um, that's that's like, a deep, that's a deeper position for you though, right? Not top. It's, heavy. it's not top heavy. If you're talking about top heavy for me, I would think that the quarterback spot would be the most top heavy position. And then also then the edge would be the next where I have the biggest gaps are at linebacker. Uh, and I have a, I have a little bit of a, da- a, a little bit of a gap uh, at uh, the top of the board. I've got several like second round centers and several uh, second round one techniques. And, but that if you look at just quality throughout the whole round of one, two, three, four, for what I have so far, it's all the cornerbacks. It's, it's every one of them is the cornerbacks. So that's kind of where we're at right now. As far as my boards, I think there's, I think there's a little bit of some, uh, some depth at offensive tackle, especially early. And then there's a couple of guys there in the second round. And then it kind of goes off into the, the third round as well. So defensively, it would be, well, let's do this. Wide receiver, offense, uh, wide receiver, tight end, offensive tackle, uh, edge, and then cornerbacks would be where I'm at. I look at that's where it's deep right there for you is the thinnest position. I know a lot of times people like to, to couple guard and center together as interior offensive linemen, but it feels like there's a big drop off with guard. Yeah. That, that, I mean, people like Osiris Torrance from Florida in the first round, I know. But, man, I think when you look at guard this year, it's like, uh, if you really want one, it's it's kind of Torrance at the beginning, and then there's a drop. I mean, there there's, you know, Avila from TCU. There's Voorhees from USC. Like, you got a couple other guys that you can look at, but it's not very – it's not very rich at the top for guards if that's what you want. And the Cowboys, they may need a guard if they move on from Connor McGovern. Yeah, I, but that's the thing about it is, is it going to be the guy that's the converted tackle that's playing guard? I mean, we talk about uh, Torrance uh, from Florida, talk about Avia from TCU. Those guys are kind of like, those are like guys that are like guards. And now, now when you go down in that round, McClendon, uh, McFadden, those players uh, a little bit further down the board, but like I say, there's a there's there's a really big drop between those like top two guys to where you're at uh, now in that uh, in that uh, at that position. Now, when you look at you know when I say it's kind of Torrance and then down, you're right in terms of okay, how do you view guys? Uh, I'll tell you somebody that I I absolutely love, and I know just from uh, the way. We had spoken um, yesterday about this guy, Peter Skaronsky at Northwestern. Yeah, I, I know. So it depends if you have him in as a guard. I wouldn't. I wouldn't play with him. I'd, I'd put him at tackle. That's a guy who actually got to Northwestern as a center. So that's a guy with uh, center background who played really, really well at tackle. And some people want to put inside a guard. I know our buddy Dane Brugler. He has. Yeah. Uh, uh, he has Skaronsky as a guard. 
Um, but for me, I look at this as the Rashawn Slater question all over again. And yeah. to me, if you were to get Skaronsky, he'd be right there. Now, if the Cowboys, they're not going to pick Skaronsky. Skaronsky's going in the top yeah. 10, and Dallas is not picking there. But if Dallas were to get somebody like that, let's do this for fun, just as a fun little exercise for you, Brian. Dallas picks Skaronsky. <laughs> which which guy are you playing at tackle, and what are you playing at guard between Tyler Smith and Peter Skaronsky? I'll have Skaronsky rated as an offensive tackle. I don't have him as a guard, so I'd put – But you, but you have – but you have Tyler as a tackle too, don't you? I would put Tyler Smith at guard, and I would put uh, Skaronsky at tackle. I, I mean, yeah, I, it, to me, I I like Skaronsky, and I don't. Th- I think everybody makes a big deal about like the short arms and stuff like that. But I think he can play tackle just fine. I, I don't have I don't have a problem with him. And you know, th- this this team was uh, up until the time that that Tyron Smith got hurt was looking at Tyler Smith as a guard. So yeah, I don't. I mean, that's. To me, I, you know, at least you know now that Tyler Smith can play tackle. You might do the same thing with Skaronsky. You might put him uh, at guard. But I, I've seen, I've seen, I don't know. I've seen both these guys. I've seen, but I've seen Tyler Smith play tackle in this league. You're, you're absolutely right. You might just take that kid and, and move him, uh, Skaronsky, the Northwestern offensive tackle. You might move him to guard. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Have we, you know, you know how uh, you've always said, you know, back when you were in your scouting days, there's there's no chance you're ever putting, you're, you're never drafting Kyler Murray number one back when you were yeah. a scout. Nobody's ever drafting Baker Mayfield number one. You talked about similarly a guy like Zay Flowers, the receiver at Boston College. That's a guy that would have been written off uh, back in, in your days. And I know you're a big fan of Zay Flowers. Uh, yeah. But when you look at that, do you think the next thing to sort of uh, get knocked down a little bit might be arm length at tackle? Yeah, I mean, people are very critical about arm length because they're saying these rushers, if you can't keep these rushers off you, if you can't get your hands inside and they're grabbing your shoulder and pulling around you or they're bullying you and getting you off balance and all that, that's where arm arm length is. it's It's like cornerbacks. You know, if you got a, if you got a short arm corner, they always make a big deal about wingspan, length, and all that stuff like that. Because if you're trying to like hit a uh, knock the ball away from a receiver, and you keep hitting him in the wrist and not getting the ball, is that your arm length? Is that a problem? Is that keeping you from doing things? Sure, it is. So I I just kind of feel like that. To me, uh, <laughs> I'm in that mode of like you know, if guys could play, they could play. They figure out how to play without short, uh, without arm length. You know, Skaronsky has figured out how to play tackle at a very high level without his arm length. You know, and, and he's not playing it like some small division. He's playing against legitimate pass rushers every weekend, and he's doing just fine. So, I mean, in the NFL, is that? I mean, we've seen short arm guys have some success as long as their feet's good, or feet are good, and as long as they have power and they're able to to do to play that way. Yeah, and see that—that's what made me 
a little bit curious about it in terms of just if that would be the next one to to go down a little bit. Like, for instance, a lot of people like Jonah Williams when he came out of Bama and he's played for, for the Bengals. Shorter arms. Joe Staley, shorter arms. Rashawn Slater, shorter arms. Um, gosh, who are some of the other ones that we've had in recent years? Isaiah Wynn, who he got hurt, but he was a good player before that. Taylor Luan's a guy who has under 34-inch arms. So do you I- think – when will the do you think that idea is going to be slow to change though? Because I feel like that, like, I mean, this team, for instance, this Cowboys team, I don't think we'll ever let somebody with under threshold arms play tackle, regardless of how good their feet are. Now, Zach Barton, I think, was 32 and seven eighths. Yeah. And it, they would have, they've, they've been comfortable with him playing tackle before, but he's obviously a Hall of Famer. But do you think that teams will ever be moved off of that? Or do you think it's going to have to be, nope, you're just going to have to always prove them wrong? And that's Garonsky will have to, to fight that. I think it's something that he's probably always going to I, – I don't – teams are weird about this stuff. Like I said, 20 years ago, you'd have never drafted Baker Mayfield or Kyler Murray in the first overall pick. You wouldn't right. have done that. You just wouldn't do that. There are things that – like uh, Flowers, the 5'9 receiver. There, there's several yeah. receivers that are really good in this draft. Washington, the kid from Penn State, he's 5'10". There's short receivers in this draft. Let me just tell you, there's guys in this league that are making plays every single day that have some deficiency to them. You know, you have to figure it out. There's a reason why Skaronsky is the number one tackle in this draft, maybe the number one offensive lineman in this draft, because he's a damn good player. Now, if you want to ding him for short arms and not like him and all that, well, then by all means, go for it. But you'll be playing against the guy, and he'll be blocking your long-armed defensive ends you know, and keeping him from getting any sacks in the game. You know when you were when you were evaluating, and, and even maybe still today, let's say, um, is there a threshold that you still would follow? Like, if you were in a draft room today, is there a threshold that you would fight for? Like, hey, I don't want a defensive end with arms this length. I need my uh, I need my receiver to have this forty time. Like, is there is there a trait that you go? This is a threshold for me that I just I can't break. I think the thing that bothers me the most, especially watching the way that football is played today, I don't think you can have heavy-footed or slow offensive linemen. I just don't. I just don't. I think there's the athletes are too good in this game. Uh, at defensive tackle, at, at edge. I just think there's – I think you have to get up on the second level and block. I think you have to be able to adjust the twists. I think you have to be able to pick up blitzes. I don't think you could be heavy-footed and play offensive line in this league. I just don't. That's is something that, – That's and that's those are the problems that I have when I look at guys like a Torrance because I think Torrance at 347 pounds looks slow-footed. You know, he doesn't – I mean, I if you're, if you're a tick late against a lot of these defensive linemen, you are going to lose. And I, I like Torrance – but I don't like him at 347 pounds, the Florida guard. I would much rather him be if he could get the 327, you know, 320, something like that. I think he would be a better player. But if you're going to play at 350 and you're going to your feet are going to be questionable, I I don't think I can I can live with that. I really really don't. What uh, so when it comes to to footwork and slow footedness and stuff like that, what sh- is there a specific? Is it just a workout drill you would look for? Is there a testing number like with three cone? Watch, three, watch the sh- change of direction, but watch the shuttles, watch the three cone, watch any drills they put these guys through at the combine where they have to laterally slide 
or kick away from the line of scrimmage. They do that one drill where tackles, they'll kick from the line of scrimmage and they have to cut off the rusher from the outside. If you're seeing a guy that is late getting over there, it it's, that's, a, that's a red flag to me. If you can't get out of your stance, the one saving grace that Terrence Steele has, because he's not strong, he's got like outstanding feet. That that, yeah. that helped. I mean, he could he does a great job of making you run over him to get to the ball. You know, he might not be able to just blow you off the ball and control you and all that, but he could cut you off, he could reach you, he could position block. That's that's why you could be valuable. If you it, it it's I, I know 40-year-old Jason Peters, you know, it was it, he was to the end, but if everything was just a simple dry block. He's golden. But when it turns into, oh, we've got to reach and cut off, scoop, and you can't get your head across, and that that defensive tackle is running down inside, you know, there's no cutback lane or anything like that, you're no good. You're no good to the team there. You're really no good. All right. I got uh, – I'm just going to have some some quick some quick answers for me. I'm going to give you a, 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 a descriptor. And then you give me your answer off the top of your head, which player fits it, okay? All right. All right. Best route runner in the draft? Uh, Smith and Jigba. Beth, uh, best play strength on offensive line? Uh, probably right from Tennessee. Best recovery speed at corner? Uh, I would have to say, man, there's times when Ringo gets beat, but he can run it down. I would say, I would probably say, I would probably say Ringo from Georgia. Best technician at edge rusher. Uh, that would be probably Wilson from Texas Tech. Yes, he's very good. I think we're going to have him in the 105 through the fan studios next week. I there think you go. I think he's going to come sit down with us. And finally, I know you haven't stacked it yet, but best player in the draft. Man, I would say I'm going to probably say it's B. John Robinson. Yes, there we go, Brian. But see, but but see, everybody will put quarterbacks up there and stuff like that. I actually have Wilson, Texas Tech edge over Anderson on my board. I have Porter, corner, Penn State over Gonzalez from uh, – from uh, Oregon as, yep. the, as the best corner in the draft. I have Robinson and Gibbs. Gibbs from Alabama is the two backs. Um, and then you mentioned the only tight end I have in the first round is uh, is Mayer, Meyer from uh, Notre Dame. But these uh, these wide receivers – now, I like Musgrave. I got – Do you have a two? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. uh, Musgrave, Musgrave, Washington from Georgia, Kincaid from Utah would be my guys there. But I think that when you look at like these guys, like I, I think that the wide receivers you mentioned, that Smith and Jigba, I think he's got a really good feel for how to run routes. I really, really do. You are listening to the Love of the Star podcast. The Love of the Star is an Odyssey podcast. You can find it on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.